I guess I was pretty horny. What's in the bag? A shark or something? Oh, no, not the beast! God damn it! How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? I'm a vampire. Kill me. Fucking files! Have you ever been dragged to the sidewalk and beaten to you? Pissed! Blood! That's our boy Nicholas Cage. What are these fucking iguanas doing on my coffee table? Hello. Welcome back to Gone in 60 Seconds. Thanks for joining us again. You can talk whenever you want to. Well, that's great. <laughs> um, Little Dick Nick over here. <laughs> coming in hot. So Raisins in Arizona. Raisins. So that uh so I'm your host, Marta Perillo, and, and I'm your host, Asia Garmin. Yes. And uh, AKA Little Dick Nick. And I'm Slick Nick Nasty. And I have a cold. I might sound a little different. Flu season. You it's know? brutal. LA's a flu plague. or pregnancy. Well, both the same <laughs> let's be honest um so this week we were watching raising arizona which, raising oh arizona. shit hold on oh shit oh, no. oh god <laughs> microphone down what's happening april 17 okay sorry we took a break <laughs> we're back from our mandatory break 30 seconds in oh, fuck. april 17th 1987 the year of raisins arizona. <laughs> the year of raisins arizona was <laughs> okay well every every podcast there's at least one burp <laughs> so this week we're doing raising arizona uh by the coen brothers and i have a lot of shit to say about oh, this man. movie so excited i've been looking forward to this one for a while uh so this one came out april 17th 1987 and me personally i'm gonna be i'm gonna be the the level of excitement I'm gonna have for this is gonna be like pretty. Mine as well. Are you comfortable with me looking you in the eyes? Please. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know where else to look. I feel like I'm <laughs> either looking at you or the computer. I Sometimes feel like... I get awkward where I'll like look away, uh, okay. and then I'll like bore into your soul. Uh, well, I see the difference. Yeah, don't look at me. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hey, no. Okay, stop. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have like a large level of excitement for this one because for me. This is a very special movie because not only was it one of my favorites growing up, but lucky enough, my mom was in town to watch it with us. Oh, my us. God. And Geraldine, little Geraldine. She laughed uh, harder than any of us. She was, like, <laughs> she was dying. She, I was like, Jerry, I was like, you're like two Coronas in and she was like going to pee your pants. I feel like the very the first image popped up and she was dying already. Like she, nothing had been said. I'm like, that's not funny yet. I'm sure it's going to be. <laughs> it's just it's just a family fave of ours. And it's honestly the reason like whenever I'm drunk at parties explaining why I do the Nick stuff. <laughs> I always talk about Raising Arizona because this movie is one. I mean, one, my mom loves Nick Cage because every mother yep. thinks Nick Cage is a good actor. Well, for that's some reason. True. Yeah. Most of them do. And then most younger women just like him because he's like they hilarious. Crushed. That and they crushed on. And then men just don't like him. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, also true. <laughs> but yeah, so I was influenced by, by my mother who loved Nick Cage. So growing up, I thought Nick was like talented. I didn't realize that oh, he's really not no, so much. Something. Something it, else. A different word. I do word. have to say, I met somebody this week that said to me, they were like, no, no, no. When he's at his best no one can beat him and i was like that's true and then he was like and when What's he's his at best? his worst no one can beat okay, him and i was like what? holy <laughs> shit i was like what a way to put it that's very true well no because i mean i know we talked about birdie i don't think you've seen it yet but nope. he's he's got some good acting and in, honestly in raising arizona it's great he's great in his character it, he's outstanding but 
I did see there there were some like interviews that the Coen brothers had said that like Nicky even had a hard time with that like that he, they would oh, really? really control him yeah well how do you mean like on set he would try to chime in and they'd be like we like your idea but we're gonna stick with what our notes oh apparently they're pretty controlling but they're like we we, we appreciate <laughs> actors that want to try to bring life to the film right but some of those ideas just weren't the vision we had right so but it's also there was times the coen brothers exactly who yeah like yeah know what they're doing exactly so i think they were like one of the first and only directors that could maybe control him like you know <laughs> what i mean like i've never seen him controlled and like he was a great character in this film i have never seen really this film good. asia garman myself and i i've never <laughs> seen this film and uh after today i thought i had seen it but i hadn't and after today i am a big fan let's well, we just were say. Po- okay well we can it's been four minutes we can give up the <laughs> shtick um so unfortunately we have some sad news unfortunately uh asia is dead, dead. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> R.A.P. <laughs> Rip Pip Hooray. <laughs> That's what we always say because you know when Pip dies in Game of Thrones. Oh my God! <laughs> the arrow Spoilers. through the neck. No, so we talk about Game of Thrones every replacement. So forever. Asia, unfortunately, she's got a hard life of an editor, and so she works like crazy odd hours, and they're hard to predict. And we had plans for this is actually our co-host for today is Braden Barton. Hello. Um, he's a dear friend of ours from college, and he also. Uh, he works in production, and so he's on mm-hmm. set with with this shit. So watching yeah, watching him watch the movie is interesting because, like, I'm a talent agent, so when I watch the movie, I focus on the acting. Asia's an editor; yep. she focuses on it. So to have somebody who's actually working, I focus a little bit on, on everything set. else. Yep. Exactly, a little bit well, on everything. Else. A lot of it, everything else. Um, but yeah, so so unfortunately, Asia wasn't able to join us today. Um, we are going to do a different segment, like with me and her, so she will be in the episode. Um, but for right now, it's just going to be me and Brayden. I'm sorry. She better not edit all my good bits out. She I just takes you out altogether. <laughs> she was like, yeah, Everything, I hate it. She's going to make me sound like a like a very awful, uh, nice, well done. Thank you. We're like, several, <laughs> we're like several beers deep. So. That's fine. Me. Happy Memorial Day. Yeah. Can I say that? It is. It's Memorial Day. Yep. Nick, wherever you're at, congrats. <laughs> You've made it this far. <laughs> you made it this far. Um but oh, what were you saying? Oh, okay. I don't know. So, anyways, so Braden, so Braden's coming over today, and yeah. I had I had reached out to him because I thought he might have seen the movie, because um, we're both big Coen Brothers, big Coen Brothers fans. And I can't believe I haven't seen this movie. <laughs> I'm so I'm so excited that I got to witness you watching it, it for the first time. Unbelievable! Because Braden was laughing the whole movie. Yep. And um, for those of you who haven't seen it yet, I honestly suggest that you stop right now. 100%. Watch it. Because we're going to spoil the shit out of it. Yeah. And it's it's such a treat. You have to watch it. It's very good. It's on at least my top 15 favorite movies of all time. I grew up with this movie. I know all the words of this movie. And I've seen it so, so, so many times. So watching it this time, I decided to focus on other things. And I picked up on so much I've yep. never noticed in my 25 years of life. I would be as bold as to say it's like probably my top five favorite Coen Brothers films. Yeah. It's so damn good. Well, so I was explaining to Brayden that this is 1987. Like, obviously, they do their whole the dark Coen Brothers mm-hmm. and then the comedy Coen Brothers. Yep. And I like to believe, I don't know if it's true, I like to believe that one is comedic and the other's not, but I don't think that's the case. I think, <laughs> I think they're both. That'd be really, that'd be a funny partnership. Right? Like Joel's really funny because this one was directed by Joel yep. and Ethan's like Ethan the dark produced one. it. So maybe. Ethan, yeah. Maybe. Um, but yeah, so this one, this one's actually like before Oh Brother Where Art Thou. So whenever I show this movie to people, I always am like, this is like pre Oh Brother Where Art Thou, but with the same mentality. Very and much so. Like pomade is featured. 
all that shit. I was just chuckling because I was reading a quote that I wrote down. What <laughs> it's was it? Really, it's like one of the only ADR moments I noticed, and it's the very beginning, and I forgot the context until now. It's sometimes I get menstrual cramps real hard. Oh, Do you remember okay. That? <laughs> so here's what it is. So before here, before we start, let me read the synopsis of this movie real oh, quick because yeah, we like up. to do that. When a childless couple of an ex-con and ex-cop decide to help themselves to one of another family's quintuplets, their lives become more complicated than they anticipated. Yes. Sweet and to the point. So basically, how this movie starts, which is what I when I sat Braden down, I was like, the opening is my favorite. Because they have this ridiculous riff song of like deserty like that's accurate (laughs) um it's just going on for like it's like a 10 minute opening and basically it's just showing the depiction of nick cage's character h.i mcdonough and ed which is uh the cop who takes the photos of the bug shots yep and that's how they meet and h.i mcdonough is and it's all narrated by nick cage which is h.i mcdonough and um his they, friends call him high. His friends call him high. <laughs> um, but he he's just going, he's just constantly being let out of prison and paroled and then, you know, robbing a liquor store or something and getting thrown back in jail. And it happens like two or three times and it's him just explaining the institutionalization of like the system and blah, blah, blah. And it's always him sitting in a board of people and they're like, are you going to be better this time high? And he's like, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I learned my lesson. They're like, you're not lying to me. He goes, no, no, I never would. And they go, okay, then. <laughs> that's, that's the whole theme of this movie. Every single character at some point says, okay, then. Okay, then. But so, he never had bolts in his gun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so they also show scenes where they're sitting down at like a counseling center. And this is the first time, or not counseling, but it's like a session within the jail. Yep. They have to sit around and like do counseling. And I paid attention this time to what was on the boards behind them. Oh, okay. <laughs> they were hilarious. Like one of them was a pie chart and it said society. And then there was a wedge of it out of it. And it was like me. And it was like, <laughs> where do I fit in? <laughs> and it was like just dumb shit like that. But during this scene... It's Nick sitting oh, around with uh, John Goodman and John Goodman's brother. Amazing. And their names are Gail and Evels. And they're sitting in a circle. And the group counselor says, so what do you mean that you feel trapped in a man's body? Oh, right. <laughs> it's just this really intimidating, deep, deep voice. He's like black man sometimes like, i get menstrual cramps real hard he goes well sometimes i get the menstrual cramps real hard <laughs> it's just so good oh my god that that was a great way to start a film that was in the first like five minutes oh yeah and it's just so. it's just it's just giving the whole and then you know like he's laying on the bottom of the bunk with the same inmate every time yeah. and the inmate just telling him shit and he's laying there listening to him and he's like when there was no crawdad we ate we, we ate uh, we ate flour, and when there was no flour, we ate sand. You ate sand? We ate sand. We ate sand. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, um, so in this opening montage and sequence, uh, you discover that he's obviously in love with Ed, who yep. is uh, played shotter. by Holly Hunter. Oh, my God. And I know, Brayden was like, oh, my God, she's the mom in, so in, in The Incredibles. Oh, my gosh. I was like, yeah. So he eventually proposes. Oh, really quick side note. Sorry. I'm going to be at this level of intimidate like intensity she's and very rambling. excited yeah i'm very she excited for this movie contain herself i'm still soaking it up <laughs> i'm still absorbing what just was put injected into me exactly like, it was outstanding and brayden um i was explaining to him that i showed this to one of my college friends in, um when we were 
living together. Christy, hey, what's up? How you doing, girl? Oh, I know girl. you're listening to this one. Good. I showed her this movie and she was like, I want to be H.I. McDonough. But um, one of the things we noticed is in the Coen brother comedies, they say the word f- fiance very different. Really? Because in Oh Brother, we're out there. He goes, you can't talk to my fiance like that. <laughs> and that's and he's talking about Holly Hunter because she's also... She plays George Clooney's wife in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh, no shit. Yeah, so okay, she's already I didn't realize in it. that. But so he says, fiance. And then in this one, she's crying. And High's like, what's wrong? She's like, my finance left me. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. So um, my finance. that's something I always oh, love I about, about the Coen brothers. My um, god damn. But There's so eventually so bits. he proposes. I know we could literally just talk about the one-liners and fill up a whole episode. Yeah. But so he eventually proposes to her. The two decide they want to have kids. She's barren. She's barren. <laughs> I'm barren. She says. No, the she ba- here on. Let's get yeah, into. Let's dig it. into this because I I wrote down a couple notes about this. this is amazing. So before that happens, we get to see happy life of them mm. living their trailer park. You know, Ooh, good real old quick time. side note. What? So they show the trailer park as one of those like mobile homes where it looks like a spaceship. You know, like the okay. metal ones. But then throughout the movie, first of all, when you're inside, you're like, no, this is just a straight up trailer because yeah. it's rectangular. Yep. And then also there's scenes where he's standing outside and it's a rectangular trailer. But then the exterior shots are still this like mobile home that's like the metal mobile. Oh, like, you're right. And I never noticed that before, but I was like, this is bullshit. Oh, those bastards. It's the right. film industry. Right. Assholes. But anyway, sorry, go on. Um, so living the good life. Uh, I thought trailer. this was amazing. So. Actually, very interesting. Uh, this could mean anything. It's symbolism or whatever the hell. But at the very beginning, the only color that Eddie, Ed, mm. would wear was yellow. But when she was happy and they were all together, like, oh. shot after shot, they were on these, like, montages. She was always wearing yellow. I'm like, oh, this is so Wait, interesting. Wait, she was wearing She was wearing yellow? She was wearing yellow. He would wear a lot of different shit. Right. But then there was the shot outside, which we both chuckled at, when she's wearing yellow. It's like a yellowy sunset. Um, and he's wearing socks with flip flops. Yeah. It's like this is he's, he's like watering, watering the, the sand, dirt. <laughs> <laughs> which is amazing. Um, but then, yeah, it's like we get introduced to the breaking of the news that she cannot have children. She comes driving up crying and with the sirens on the she's sirens in, on she's in the they do this like really dramatic fucking dolly shot in on her and she's bawling her eyes out she's like i'm barren and they do this before she says that they do I this heard. jib shot down to like from over the car down to the like to her face it's like like a violently dramatic jib shot will you explain what a jib reveal. shot is because oh, sure. I, I realized that i use the term like pov like stuff that we know okay and my yeah. mom was like what does that mean okay right you're right okay so the car rolls up and as it comes up, we see concerned Nick. And then cut two, the camera literally starts above the car and aggressively, very quickly, comes yeah. down to like straight up into her face. And she's bawling her eyes out. Just, oh, I'm barren. But that that was the dolly shot. That was the, the jib shot. Oh, that, that was came the up shot. over the roof, down into her face. And she, after she finishes, they push in on Nick. It's this really dramatic moment of cinematography, and it was like it made it enhanced the comedy so much. But well, I, they they did so much that the like the uh, over the top cinematography i mean that's coen brothers but in this even more so than i feel like i've seen in a lot of their films it was just in your face and i think it's it's you know physical comedy it's a lot of different things but right it was great just because right it's then. because it's just ridiculous like yeah you said. and it's building up the style of this what's why to i come. brought you yeah here you know because <laughs> i didn't even because i noticed that yeah when they do that um so the jib is essentially just like i don't how do you explain i don't know how to explain a it jib is a camera on a crane so there the camera st- uh, starts at one point and then either ascends or descends um yes. and it started above the cop car and descended 
until it was like in her face uh, at her level. And then when they did it over him, it and was it, dramatic. Yes. As hell. And it took like, you know, it took like a half a second for them to get to a, from above the cop car to her face. So it was like <laughs> a whip fucking whip pan down. Like, it was so funny. I, st- I was dying laughing when I, I saw did, it. I heard you. And she yelled. She's fucking, she barely I'm speak. I'm barren. It's so funny. <laughs> and I didn't, did I didn't notice that, that, that um, camera work until I heard you laugh at it. Oh and then I was God. like, oh, yeah. Because yep. I don't really pay attention to that. Now, going back to the color thing. After she had the I'm um, barren moment, the very next shot, she was no longer wearing yellow. She wearing red? Uh, I don't know. I don't think I don't I think it was just black or white. It was like really okay. neutral. And she was pretty much not wearing yellow up until... I think um, there's a point where I see yellow again. It's like right after she got the baby, she's back in yellow. It's very interesting. Oh my god! It's a very it's a very conscious choice. Now that being said, the the, the colors in this whole film, the whole art direction is like a lot mm-hmm. of yellows and blues. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. Um, like the the house of Nathan uh, Arizona. Arizona, like their whole house is like gold, yellow, and blue. All the decorations and everything. Okay. And it's really cool. But that that was just an interesting tidbit I want to throw in there. That her shirt color was changing with the things that were going on. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I've yeah. never noticed that. And of course, Nick's hair was getting fucking crazy. Yeah. He's like a peacock. It looks amazing. His hair is so <laughs> spectacular in this. And he's always wearing like essentially a wife beater or like a waffle shirt. Yeah. Or like, what do you call those? Uh, No, there's a term. Waffle for those. Shirt? I always say waffle because it looks like waffles. Um, What is this? Shit. This there's isn't a real thing. I don't believe you. There's a there's a term for the shirt. Cool. <laughs> I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the t- kind of shirt. But he's... Yeah, he's always wearing like a wife beater and a Hawaiian shirt. Yep. So his shit's always really colorful and his hair is wacky. Like it's always in the front, like very wild. Um, but that's interesting. I never noticed that because then, yeah, because we find out she's barren and then they and all of this is mostly being it's all being narrated by Nick. And then the scene of them sitting in the doctor's office while she's sobbing oh and the doctor's explaining to them and he's showing them an open book of a diagram of uterus and he's circling to it and Braden was like is he using a fucking cigar the fucking doctor had a cigar and he was using it it's like a lit cigar he's using it like a pointer on this book you're like oh man it's so he's like funny. circling a uterus but instead of using like a ruler or like something to point with it's a fucking cigar and then the doctor puts on this like really he's dumb smile afterwards <laughs> she's like, crying oh, you can't have like, children <laughs> it's so good so funny so they yeah they decide they want they want kids they can't have them obviously so then they're watching TV, and turns out the Arizona quintuplets are born. The Arizona and quintuplets. I literally wrote the AZ quints born unfair. <laughs> so they they don't need them kids. So they they like grab hands and they're like, oh my god, and they're like, and you know Nathan Arizona, and he's this he's just he's famous for having like unpainted furnishing throughout <laughs> the the Arizona the Arizona area area yes mm-hmm. um and so he and his wife had five babies and they decide you know what they got too many to handle we're gonna go steal one of these babies now and they even had a newspaper article that said oh what did it say there was a quote of I think the dad that's like we don't even know what we're gonna do with all these kids or something that was like <laughs> oh. very leading to we can't handle this amount of kids right and, and, and they, really keep funny. Saying, they keep saying um they got more than they can handle. They got more than they can handle. <laughs> and so um, to end the opening sequence of all of this, to give you backstory, he's strapping the ladder onto the hood of the car, <laughs> and they drive off into the sunset. Into the sunset. And then we see Tyler. No, that's, sorry, that's when she's wearing yellow again, where they're going to steal the kid. Oh. So she she's not wearing yellow at any point until they decide we're going to steal the kid again. And I think that's okay. very, on, like, very on point. It was very much decided oh my god that's amazing i'm so excited that you knew that anywho so 
Roll up to the house. So they roll up to the house. Oh my god! To the best scene of the whole movie, the baby stealing. I think the best scene of the whole movie is the cop chase with the huggies. You're right. Okay, that's my second best scene. We'll get to that. This episode is going to be an hour and a half. Everyone, yeah, be prepared. I have so much to talk about. The the second best scene of the entire movie is the baby stealing. That is great. Scene. It is great. It's (laughs) take it away, Bryn. Okay, let me paint you a picture. (laughs) There's five babies. Okay, and they're all in a crib. Crib. It's crab, one massive crib. crib. One crib. And there's names over each one of them. And we get to see Nicolas Cage steal a baby. But doing that, we get to see him fuck up four other babies. <laughs> he's For whatever reason, he can't decide which baby he wants. So he's just like well, pulling them out. he's testing them out. He's testing them. He's seeing which one he's like vibes with. So he's like pulling them out. He like kind of shakes them around a little bit, sets them down. Shaking baby. He's, he'll set them on the ground though, not back in the crib. And they'll yeah. start crawling off. And Nick starts like getting all sweaty and weird. He and he's like, oh, out. he's going on to the next kid. Next thing you know, all fucking kids are out of the crib, crawling around. And he's trying to put them all back before. While all the same time, the parents are downstairs hearing thumping upstairs. And, and they're, they're looking like, oh. at the ceiling. They're like, what the fuck is going on? They sound restless. <laughs> they sound like they're dying. <laughs> Go upstairs, you terrible mother. Yeah, he's like, he's like, they sound restless. Go get him. Meanwhile, raising ears or uh, Nathan, Arizona is sitting there next to a roll-up bar cart. Yes. And he's drinking. And his wife, I noticed this, and I wrote it down. Um, I've noticed it in the past, but it's something that I love because it's so subtle. Um, the subtle humor in this. Oh, it's so good. But um, he, so he's sitting next to the bar cart. She's reading War of the Worlds. And then later, once the baby's been abducted, the news people are saying to him, like, is it true that they might the, baby's, oh, the baby oh. might have been abducted by a UFO? And he goes... No, don't. He goes, don't print that. If my wife reads that, she'll lose all hope. Because <laughs> she's reading one of the I didn't notice worlds. that. That's amazing. Oh it's my so god, good. that's fucking great. But yeah, so he's like, they sound restless. Go check them out. I'm drunk. But and that that scene though, not to we're gonna get sidetracked easily. But that scene back in like with them, both Nathan Arizona and his wife. Mm-hmm. Oh, downstairs. You barely get to see much of their house, but you get to see this one part of their house, and it's just so much production design in one frame. It's insane. It's like everything's gold. Everything is well decorated. Everything there's like the wallpaper is amazing, and it's all like gold and blue and yellow, and it all fits to what they're wearing. He's talking on the phone, being all aggressive. It's really it's it's the it's the Coen Brothers. I mean, it's like that's just what they do. It's I like, do have to say, like as far as the art department in this, Jesus, it had to it was amazing. They worked overtime in this, yeah. and it's so colorful and and it's so eighties and like. And also deserty, which is yep. per- like eighties desert style. Oh my god! And it's so good. And like, and to show like, cause their house, like in the trailer, even though their life is simpler than the Arizonas, who are like clearly like very wealthy. Yeah. Like it's it's still so much production oh, and yeah. so colorful yep. in two very drastic different forms of life. Yep. Yeah. The art design is immaculate. It's insane. But it's just funny because it's him literally tiptoeing around trying to pick up babies, throw them over the his shoulder to get them all back. biggest baby room you've ever seen. Yeah. Back Massive. to babies. Let's get back to that because one of the things I have written with stars around it, he, <laughs> <laughs> when he throws like, okay, so there, yeah, there, there's a star right here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There is a moment when the babies, he starts to put a couple back in the crib and they, for whatever reason, now they're trying to get out of the crib and they start crawling to jump out of the crib. One jumps he, on him. He, well, no, before that, they, they stand up and it looks like two of them are about to get out and he panics and he literally grabs one and shoves it down, like throws it Dude. down. And he grabs the other one and does the same thing. These are real babies and they didn't and cut the, away to like fake Nick it. Cage's he literally just like children. manhandled these babies. 
and he tossed them down. I was dying laughing because I'm like, there was a baby in the other part of the room. This isn't like, CGI, folks. No, 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 folks. This is real life. This is the 80s. He, the, the other baby was like about to crawl out of the room. And he's like looking at that baby, panicking. But these other two are about to climb out of the crib. So he takes one. I think he grabbed it either by the face or by like the, the shoulder and shoves it to the, knocks it over. The other baby, he like turns around, like trips it and knocks it down. You got to watch for that, that moment. Oh, my God. You should go back and watch it because it's fucking hilarious. I did not know that. That was like my favorite part. Um, <laughs> but yeah, even like the, the then, then, well, then the oh wife comes God. up, right? Before that. Well, no, because the wife comes up and he has to go back to the car. Uh, oh, but, but, but before that we start to, they, the Ethan, I keep saying the Ethan brothers, the Cohen brothers <laughs> introduce okay, us to their POV baby shots, which are brilliant. <gasps> oh, they're so point of view. They are point of view. Sorry, folks. Point of view. Yeah. Point of oh, view. it's so good. That, but we get to see <laughs> what the babies see. Creepy the- Nicholas Cage, like looking over his shoulder through at a baby, baby's through eyes. baby's eyes, from like twelve inches off the ground. Like, oh, it's like- <laughs> well, it's funny because it'll be him looking down, like exasperated and sweaty, sweaty, and a baby, and the baby's like, and then so he, the wife comes up after he gets them all like back in the crib, and then he crawls back out the window. So he goes back down and goes to the car, and Holly Hunter's like. Fuck you. Like, Ed is like, she locks it and she goes, Don't she, you come back till you bring me a baby. Yeah, she goes, Don't you come back here without a baby? He's like, Oh, honey, they were crying. She goes, Babies cry. <laughs> and, and so he's like, It was kind of terrifying. And she's like, No. And and mind you, Nick Cage is like 23 in this movie. He looks like he's 35. They did a really good job with they him did. because they they give him the mustache and everything. I can't and, they, he's and they allow him to have the hairy chest again because in all the movies preceding this, proceedings before, right? Yep. Um, I'm drunk. Um, in all the movies preceding this, they have had him wax all his chest no because shit. after Valley Girl, the, the directors were like, he's so hairy, we can't handle it. That's outstanding. And so up this until character. this point, he's actually lost some weight because he was a little bit buffer in the previous movies. Yep. He's lost some weight. He's still like ripped and shit, but he's got the chest hair and the distraggle look and the mustache. And like, he looks so good. And he's so cute. He's got like a random little scar. But anyways, so he he tries to go back up to steal this baby. And he's in the window, lurking in the window with oh the fucking ladder. To and the, the baby's being... The best POV shot. So there's, that's like, the there's like six POV baby shots. But the one that's the best. He comes up. He peeks his head over the second story windowsill. And the mom's like, you know, burping her baby. And the baby's looking over her shoulder at Nick as he's peering through the window. And the camera does like the POV bouncing over her shoulder. Like looking burping at the baby. Him. And as he's like doing this little wave at him. It's the creepiest. <laughs> Nick, like, one and of you the hear the baby going. Yeah. <laughs> one so of the creepiest good. like POV shots where Nicholas looks directly and like addresses the audience. It's very unsettling. <laughs> it's so good. So they get so they get the baby. They get they Nathan steal, Jr. He steals the shit out of that baby, and, and leads to Ed's and, best moment in the whole moment. film. Best moment. Me and my I, I know Braden and I from here on out are gonna be quoting this movie together. But me and my college buddy would oh quote this specific line a lot. Which she he brings her the baby. They get in the car. She's looking at him for like a second, and she immediately grabs just starts baby. sobbing. I love him so much. <laughs> and, and he says all really calm. He's like, I know you do, babe. And then she looks at him again and goes, I love him so much. I'm trying to be away from the mic because I'm being oh loud. Oh, my God. And it's <laughs> amazing. It was so good. I was, I was like crying, laughing so hard. <laughs> and and um, so, yes, yeah, so they, they got the baby. Um, they got the baby. But then we go to his dreams. Well, they come home. They're happy. Things are all kosher. They do yeah. a little family photo. But things we're, are going to happen. We're set to pop here, honey. Yeah, we're <laughs> set to pop here. And then 
what I what I like to call a prelude to Ghost Rider is oh. his dreams. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, oh, he goes to Len- sleep. Leonard Smalls. And they introduce character Lenny Smalls. His friends call him Lenny, but he, he doesn't, doesn't have, have any none. friends. <laughs> but uh, that's a quote, folks. Anyways, <laughs> he goes to sleep, old Nick. And uh, in the middle of the night, he's starting to have a dream. The dream starts with an inferno, just like a fire burning, which is very out of character for this film. There is nothing, yeah. nothing aggressive, that aggressive has happened. Thus and far. then they start cutting to these shots of this like silhouetted person on a motorcycle with like flames coming out of the fucking exhaust. Well, it's 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 a wall of fire and it, yeah. and it keeps cutting back to oh, him right. from like an aerial view of him over the bed, like sweating and tossing and turning. Yeah. And it just keeps going like fire blaring. And then all of a sudden through the flames is a silhouette figure just barreling through on a motorcycle. I'm like, motorcycle. what is this, Ghost Rider? <laughs> I'm going to be Rick in all episodes. Oh my God, Rick. Um, But yeah, then we they, they show this dream character murdering rabbits and blowing up with grenades <laughs> like, it's like he says i don't know he says i uh i wish i wish we could just like insert a soundbite of that can you not i don't know hey asia hello what's up asia how are you doing oh just chilling in the editing boy <laughs> that's great um get a soundbite for us and play it now Thanks. i want to i want to put in the po- i don't see why we wouldn't be able to i'm sure of you just could. the clip yeah of his his dream, which is him being like, uh, I imagined a, a creature. He was horrible. A lone biker of the apocalypse. A man with all the powers of hell at his command. A creature who did not love the small things. And like literally this man takes a grenade off of his chest throws it at a bunny rabbit and you just see him driving away and there's just it's like explosion. a small like a, like a small nuclear explosion it's like yeah, not there's a, a there's a, not a grenade cloud. yeah <laughs> it's a big ass explosion he's like taking his shotgun out to like shoot lizards and like he drives past a flower and it just just sets Starts on, on fire. fire yeah that's great but um and he's like i imagine this guy showing up as um whatever arizona the wife arizona finds that her baby's missing and it's so it's a nightmare he's having, but it's also kind of real. If we're talking technical, then they cut into an amazing shot of from like quote unquote the POV of the motorcycle. And oh yes, they, yes, yes, the camera tracks. It starts moving forward over this driveway, over these like over a car, over like this toy, and then it gets to the ladder that they left there at for the some house. reason. And the camera goes up the ladder in the window, and then once it's in the the baby's bedroom. You see the mom as she screams, and that's when he wakes up from yeah. his dream. The camera even like enters like into, into her, her mouth, mouth as and it's she's like screaming. that was a really really dynamic shot. It was mm. really cool. Um, that and, was a good. I one. mean, just to pull something off like that, especially in the eighties, uh, the technology was not completely there for stuff like that, but they found a way, and it was awesome. What do you think that they, I was watching that this time, and I was wondering because they do go over like a fountain and stuff like that, and like, what do you think that they used? <sighs> it was probably something like a Steadicam sped up, like. Because you couldn't do something with that like a dolly because you need a track. Right. But if you, they did have steady cams back then, so it was probably a steady cam that they kept that really... run over a car. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you don't have to necessarily. You can go next to the car. Oh, and the, like, you can, or being true. very close to the car and holding the camera further out. So yeah. I think there are ways, but yeah, actually, they, at worst case scenario, they would have just gone over the car. <laughs> right. But and then go up that ladder and like pass the camera off. But who knows? You know, it's back in the eighties. You're, you're shooting with film, so cameras are so much heavier. It's a whole thing. We won't get into too technical, but it was a cool shot. No, but it's good. I mean, you're here to answer these questions for me. Yeah, it was cool. Um, I did, I did leave a note that says his teeth are better and he maybe got braces. He might have. Because up until this point, he has those like really, really nasty teeth, but his teeth don't really have gaps in this. Like, yeah, they're not straight. Yeah. 
But like, I think Nick got braces at this point. Yep. He does eventually get fake teeth put in because the teeth he has right now. They're dreadful. They're not. I mean, they're better. Well, the, but they're... No, the teeth that he has like present day 2019 are like white and pretty. Yeah. So they're like. That's not, true. Those are like veneers or some shit. Well, money gets you things like that, like fake teeth. It's like five hundred to two thousand dollars a tooth. Um, That's fine. That's nothing to Nicholas. Oh yeah, I mean, but he's broke, so well, at a time he could afford it. But anyways, so (laughs) so we're not even like we're like a third of the way through this. Yeah, we're getting there, folks. (laughs) Sorry, you're gonna have to cut a lot of this. (laughs) I don't think so. Well, normally Asia and I kind of like we talk about like the movie on the whole and the main points, but the thing is like. This is a movie that every scene is fucking fantastic, and I think it needs to be discussed. Yep. So like, this is just gonna be a long one. We're gonna try and speed it up a little bit, but this this movie. Anyways, um, John Goodman. So John Goodman. Well, okay. So they he wakes up in the middle of the night after having this nightmare, and John Goodman and his brother had broken out of prison. (laughs) They crawl out in the middle of the night pouring rain from a sewer line from a sewer line <laughs> they come out of like the mud with like the the fucking prison in the background and then they go to gas station and they're lathering themselves i know it's not crisco still covered in it's shit pom- still covered in mud <laughs> yeah. they've washed their wet. hair enough to be clean so they can just drench it in pomade but it looks like it they're literally like lathering crisco yes in their hair. Yeah, i know it's, like it's pomade. butter it's just <laughs> so gross so they but, steal a car but their hair looks amazing oh it's, it's so good they're john dapper, goodman dapper dan better. mans dapper dan. that's where I, that's why i always think it's funny that they have pomade in this and then yep and everything then, you know brother where art that was oh God shit we're in a tough spot <laughs> we're in a tight spot but so they come back they go to visit hi and hi this is where the uh conflict comes in yep. and starts to start with the marriage which is you know hi is a criminal and he is always going to be true to his nature, which is that he's a criminal. Yep. And she upholds the law. You got to see a little bit of that when he mentioned <gasps> that when they got when they first got the kid, he's like, oh, you can see he's up to no good. He's got a twinkle in his eye or something goes, like that. She goes, no, no, he's no, a good boy. He's a good boy. It's like, and he, he goes, he, nah, he's a little criminal. You can yeah, see it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they, they even prelude to that a little bit. And they, um, so yeah, so they come in and the guys come in and they're like, she goes, what, are the, what does that smell? Like, why are you up in the middle of the night, you know? And... They're like, oh, well, we don't normally smell like this, miss, but we hit a main sewer line when we were tunneling out. And she goes, wait, I'm sorry, what? And he's like, and the brother's eating a bowl of M&M's, and he's like, um, we didn't feel that the, the institution. Best. What does he say? I don't know. Some, it ends with recognizance, because I know it was like <laughs> something that these men could never say, because their their vocabulary is very limited in this film. But I do, I do not. I tried writing it down, but that was the last bit I, I had. So I don't know. They basically were like, what my brother's saying is, I'm, I don't know why I just ate pizza while I'm trying to talk. Yeah, please give us the quote with the mouthful. Wow. I don't think it's that important. It's not. Let's keep going, but I'm going to look it up. Because <laughs> um, it's a great line. So basically, you know. <laughs> so I'm reading along into my notes and I'm cracking up. Okay. They, um, you know, they spend the night and she's like, you boys can't stay. You gotta go, blah blah blah. Oh, I got, I found the quote. <laughs> what, is, what is it? She says, "Ed's like, you mean you busted out of jail?" And Evels says, "No, ma'am, we released ourselves on our own recognizance." <laughs> and Gail said, "What Evel here is trying to say is that we felt the institution no longer had anything to offer us." <laughs> <laughs> the the writing alone is just so it's fucking good. So good. So um. <laughs> 
you know, they end up spending the night and everything. And in the morning, in the morning, they're sitting around the fucking still covered in shit. <laughs> still covered. Their in hair shit. looks fly as ever. Eating cereal. Eating cereal and throwing it over their shoulders. Yep. Like John Goodman is just throwing sm- milk everywhere. <laughs> smoking a cigarette. Great. Disgustingly eating cereal. And she goes, y'all need to be scarce because we're going to have some decent friends over today. <laughs> so Nick's like, you guys got to go. So his boss and his wife, who is Frances McDormand, which Brayden didn't know that she's married to one of the Coen brothers. I didn't brothers. know that. I don't know if it's Ethan or Joel. But uh, so she's, you know, they come over with their like five nightmarish, demonic, dirty children. And they have this this lunch with them and Joel these kids. Cohen. It is Joel. She's married. Okay, to Joel. so Joel's the one who directed this. Yep. So um, these children are one. Of, I, they I are so keep special. saying this, but one of the best parts of the film as well. <laughs> this scene with them, the, this other family, is so funny. My actual favorite scene in this entire movie, and it has been for several years, is the. Li- it's so short, but it's the little boy who his shirt doesn't fit him, and he goes. The boss goes. This one already knows his ABCs, and it just dolly or not dollies up, but it's just like a tilt up of, or maybe even I don't know. No, it pushed in on it, like it like pushed and tilted up on this little kid's face. The <laughs> so kid you can see over. the whole outfit. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. And he, this kid is writing in black crayon on the wall in massive letters massive. the word fart, <laughs> and his face. He just looks over and he's like, and it's got this baby, ugly ass baby face, like just ugly big, face, gaping <laughs> mouth, covered, just covered in dirt. In dirt. <laughs> it's so bad. But how that ends. Oh, well, then he goes, he goes, hit, the, he goes, but he's speedy too. And he goes, hit the deck. The dad throws a handful of M&Ms at him. <laughs> it was so funny. He chucks like a baseball, like 90 mile an hour speed, just fucking <laughs> handful of skills at this kid. The kid ducks and it just scatters everywhere. So and then late, like later, so, speedy too. so you just hear these kids like running around. They're like spraying shit on Nick's dick. <laughs> Little dick Nick. And he's yeah. like, Mr. McDonough wet himself, daddy. And then like you hear shattering like off screen. Mind you, don't cut yourself, Mordecai. <laughs> <laughs> I do have that. I do have Did that. Did you write mind. it? Mind, yeah, mind, mind you, don't cut yourself, Mordecai. Also, when they were outside in front of the, the trailer, uh, and he's like, get away from his car. You turn over. The whole family of kids is on the car just beating the shit out of their they're car. They're like baseball bats. There's a girl with her face bandaged. Like, these people are just the trash. Oh, wait, where's that terrible. line? Oh, fuck. He said something about glass. Cause, oh, yeah. Was, mind you, mind you don't my, cut yourself, Mordecai. Well, because oh, she, she, the wife, Frances Norman, had mentioned something about how she likes biblical names. Yeah. And so for then later for him to say, mind you, don't cut yourself Mordecai <laughs> so essentially that whole scene like just ends with them um, oh my god we're at 40 minutes um Asia have fun <laughs> hello um essentially you know so they're they're meeting with people they <laughs> I don't mean to do a play-by-play we won't do it okay um moving they, forward moving right? forward where are we at <laughs> well so it ends with him losing his job eventually because he beats the shit out of his boss yep. and like they leave and everything. He just can't essentially. He's, and then, you know, uh, Ed's mad at him because she's like, we have decent people over. You can't behave well. Yep. And it's because, you know, the boss was trying to like suggest them being swingers. So obviously yep. Nick Cage freaked out. So this scene all leads up to them driving. So he's like, oh, I, I suspect you're right. I don't have a fucking job anymore. So he's like, I'm going to stop in and get some Huggies. So yep. he goes to a convenience store, and this the, is where- The very convenience store that he's been at every single time that he's ever m- mugged. Yes. So. Every time he's ever been thrown back in jail is yep. because he robs the same place. Yep. And he, this is where my favorite, my Madness. mom was dying. Yep. 
I was too. This is one of my favorites is he tries to rob this store for Huggies. And as they're mid-rob, I am going to do a play-by-play of this This scene. And then we'll kind of like speed it up because we're going too slow. Yep. But I just want to indulge in all of it because it's so good. Let's just keep doing it and make it Asia's problem. (laughs) Have fun, Asia. That's what you get. (laughs) (laughs) For having a job. Yeah, God. Um, I'm tempted to text my mom and be like, bring me another beer so I don't have to get up. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, let me see. I bet she will. And I'm going to feature, if she does, Asia's going to be listening to this and be like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. I'm enjoying this. I'm, I'm glad you're here. Yes. I'm having fun. No, um, this gets better. <laughs> so, so. He robs the store. So, First, he picks up pantyhose, puts it on his face, and then steals Huggies, and then goes to the counter to steal the money. And she, but she sees this happening, and she goes, you son of a bitch! You son of a bitch! So she takes the car, and she leaves it. Speeds him. off, yep. And so the cops have been called. The The store clerk is shooting a cannon at him, at his head. And the cops show up. All of a sudden, up. a bullet hole goes through the window, <laughs> literally inches from Nick Cage's head. He barely even turns around. He's just like, what? He's like, huh? And then the, the kid has a cannon in his fucking And hand. the cops come, and they're shooting at him. So they're chasing him. So he's running through residential neighborhoods. Cops are sitting out the fucking passenger door, like sitting their butt out the door, just it's shooting so aimlessly into a residential neighborhood. He's cutting corners. He's running around. He gets to another grocery store. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Before that, no. Before that, he goes over a fence. He goes. He goes over the fence, and there's a there's a Doberman Pinscher who's like coming at him, yep. and he somehow skirts around him. But the dog eventually pulls. My, my mom said, "Okay, she's on her way." <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, <laughs> she's coming. <laughs> Anyways, um, yes, yeah, so this Doberman Pinscherman is. You know, then this is important because he's he gets on the loose. So Nick waves down a car, gets in this fucking poor man's truck. Sir, you got a pantyhose on your head. <laughs> That's what this guy says. And they start taking off. As this guy's driving them around, cops are fucking shooting at him. So oh my he's God. It's screaming. Like, it's like police officers on steroids. These guys. <laughs> it's so funny because I know, you know, it's the Coen brothers. They, they were purposely throwing this out of there. But these guys have revolver pistols. Yes. But they have infinite ammo. They don't reload. It's just <laughs> continuously shooting. <laughs> There's these muzzle flashes behind him as he's just sprinting down the middle of the road. And the cops, the cops like, or the guy who's driving him is like, screaming because in front of him is like the kid from the gas station like shooting at them so he yeah. like, turns away from him and then as he turns a different road then there's the cop cards bearing down he's like ah so nick cage grabs the wheel it barrels down like the wife is like chasing them too and she's in the car and meanwhile there's like a horde of dogs because this one dog the doberman got pincher, the is running down the street out. and they he's barking so all these other dogs join him so they eventually this guy slams on the brake. Nick Cage goes flying through the fucking windshield. <laughs> but and he goes, he, thank you. He, he, he flies through the windshield, lands in this yard, stands up immediately, turns around, thank you, runs inside. <laughs> and then it's runs so into this fast. house. And as he's running through this house, the cops are shooting into, into the house. random house. And, so and he goes in the living room. There's like a, a family in they're there. They're like watching TV. And Nick's like running through this house. And it's amazing because it's like a tracking shot of him just running through this house. Sprinting. And it's, so it's him sprinting through the house. Then the cops running through the house. And then meanwhile, like, they're down the street or whatever, and they're going. And then it's a horde of dogs running through the same house. <laughs> and and it's the same song. It's the, oh, wee! Yeah. Oh, this is, I can't say I, I took this. I noticed it in the film, but I also saw it in the trivia. From there, he goes, he runs across the street. He goes into a, uh, a, a grocery new, store. Yeah. 
in the grocery store on the speakers. You can come in. Mom. Gerilyn Perillo came to bring me a beer because that's how lazy we are. We're already 45 minutes in and we're only talking about the grocery store scene. Yeah. It's the best. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry loves this movie. This movie's outstanding. Anyways, thank you so much. <laughs> She's so You're cute. my hero. <laughs> that was my mom. Anyways. But when he runs into this grocery store, police dogs the 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 kid with the gun everyone's still on his heels the all the music the soundtrack stops and they go to the diegetic music of the grocery store and it's the fucking okay, theme so it's song di- i can never remember the difference between diegetic and non-diegetic so diegetic is sound that is interactive within the film so okay. if like a speaker's playing something or if like a character puts on music on a on a sound system oh, that means so it's, the it's actual, within the film right practically non-diegetic is like soundtrack Right, or like any score. music written, yeah, exactly. So, the music. Oh, so it's it's the the music that's playing in the grocery store. It's there. It's not the um the it's the um this uh fucking the theme at the very end of the film. I I know it's come up a couple times, but I noticed at the very end of the film. Oh when, yeah, yeah. They no no no. They redid it. It's the one that's um. Yes, yeah. That's playing over the the grocery yeah, store speakers. That. Yeah, it's their theme, and it's it's really interesting because it goes from non diegetic score to that, and then all of a sudden, fucking the the police officer shows up and just starts unloading in this <laughs> in fully fully packed grocery store. All these women <laughs> are running around over with, people who are <laughs> squatting in the aisle, and then then it goes right back to score, which is great. And he starts running around the grocery store. Next thing you know, the butcher comes out with a oh, and fucking, while he's running in the grocery store, he's running up the aisles looking for Huggies. He grabs a news bag yeah. because in the midst of all this, he had lost the bag of Huggies. Right. And then the butcher comes out with his shotgun of his own. It's a double barrel. <laughs> fucking blows up this this glass container next to Nick's head, and everyone everyone's shooting. And Nick's at him literally at this just point. like, huh, and yeah. turns around, and like he's shooting shotgun shells through the fucking aisle, and it's just like exploding behind him. Yep. And like the dogs are there. There's people screaming, and eventually, you know, Nick gets out, and the wife picks him up, and there's a lot of shit to be at. Yes. So, it's okay. one of the craziest. <laughs> You know, it's it's a long is, scene. It's such and great a lot of physical action. comedy. It's yes. it's so great. It's I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. It's very we just Ethan, really love this movie. I keep saying fucking Ethan Brothers. It's very Cohen Brothers. Yeah. But it's just over the top the amount of comedy that is within this fucking action scene. This and it's action so scene welcome. on steroids is one of my favorite. I that scene that scene is is I think one of the because it's at least a seven to eight minute scene. Yeah. And that's a long time. It for was a great. Movie. Um, so everything. Okay, sorry. We'll so that's up. probably enough of the great scenes that we need to recap, right? Yeah. So essentially, like the rest of the storyline is just like them all fighting over this baby because then eventually, you know, his his friends, the brothers, John Goodman and his brother, find out that you know the baby is worth money. this stolen baby. Yeah. So you have, first of all, you have. Nick Cage and his wife, so uh, Ed and Hi, both have, you know, they stole the baby, so they're they're the culprits. And then his boss oh, and right. Dot, I can't remember his boss's name. That's yeah. It's... But his boss and Dot, which is Francis McNorman, they find out too, and yep. they're like, "You're gonna give us gonna, that baby. You're gonna give us the baby." The the reason is hilarious. She said they're they have like five kids of their own, but. 
they're all too big to cuddle now. Yeah. So, so she's she like, wants she wants to, one to cuddle with. <laughs> she wants one to cuddle and goes, I don't really need a baby, but that's fine. <laughs> and so, so they, she wants another baby. So they come, he comes and threatens them and he goes, I need this baby. And so he's like, I'll give you a day to break the news to Ed. But if you want to go to jail, I'm going to fucking rat you out. Otherwise, like we're taking the baby. Yep. And the brothers overhear this. Yeah. So then they're like, well, shit, the baby's we're worth money. Baby. We're yep. stealing the baby. So they Cut to take amazing fight scene amazing of John Goodman, scene. Nicolas Cage, and this He's other. He's throwing him through walls <laughs> oh in this God. trailer, while the other brothers just hold the baby in the bathroom. And, and I love the way they they play with the, the physical environment. Like in this fight scene, they're trying to like punch each other and kick each other and stuff. And every time that they do a typical like fight move, the trailer itself would hurt them. Like. John Goodman would rear back to punch him, but then his elbow would go through the window. And then oh, yeah. Nicholas Cage would put his hands up in the air to like hit him from above and he hit his hands in the ceiling. Like oh, yeah, the trailer was... became its own character in a way. Cause it was like That's the trailer kept hurting them. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a good way to put a, a creative spin on a fight scene. Like that's the shit that the Coen brothers do. You're right. Do. Cause he, cause yeah. Cause he, he rears back, he hits the window through the elbow. And yep. then when he went, goes to hit him, he misses and punches a cabinet and yep. punches a hole in the cabinet. And grabs a weapon from and inside the cabinet. Grabs it's a like, ruler. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> he grabs like a, it's like a ruler or it's like a piece of wood that yep. he pulls out. And then Nick Cage rears up and then he scrapes his knuckles on the fucking popcorn <laughs> yeah. ceiling. And he's like, ah! <laughs> like, and even, even what they use, so once the fight's over, even what they use to tie him up, the the other brother runs to a window and pulls off. Um, oh, it's the blind the the, blind the, the wires yeah, yeah the strings. <laughs> they just tie him up with that. It's a very smart, funny decision by the Coen Brothers. That was great. really good. I never really. I mean, like I thought it was humorous, but I didn't really. It makes pay the that trailer its own character in its yeah. own way. You know, outside Even though of the it's art wrong. Design, Well, you're right. Even though it's a different trailer. It's all Hollywood. Um, Liars. But so he's he's you know this place is strewn about and just destroyed, and Nick Cage gets tied up. And he kicks himself over in the chair. And this is the first official, in my mind, this is why we came here moment. In the film? In the film, thus far. Because he's screaming. So none of your this is why we came here moments could be, are they pretty much those moments? They're never like good it's, acting moments? No, no, no. We do it's when he when he freaks out. Oh, okay. His, this is like, yeah. normally we say, because, because of the story, just to remind those of you who may be listening out of order, is when Asia and I went to go see Mandy. There's a scene where Nick Cage is screaming in his underwear, right. drinking a bottle of liquor Amazing. at the top of his lungs, just scre- just going. I still ah, haven't seen ah, that movie, but ah. I'm gonna have to. I have it on Blu-ray. Oh, don't standing. worry. Okay, we're gonna do when we get to it two years from now. Um, yeah, we're luck. gonna have a screening party, but you and I are more than welcome to watch it beforehand. Perfect. Um, but that scene was happening, and Asia turned to me in the theater and goes, "This is why we came." Ah, uh, that's okay. So okay. this is I why, whenever okay. he has his like Nick Cage freakouts, yep. that is the moment. That's the first one in the film. I think it is because he. And it made itself into the Nick Cage loses his shit on collage. YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Collage. Which is him literally just laying face down on his own, like around cheese puffs and beer yep. cans, just going, ah, 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 like for it's, no reason. It's great. And so, of course, you know, they take the baby, they're off, they're going. And so the wife eventually, Ed comes back and they're like, he's like, we're going to. You're right. I was wrong. We're gonna save the baby. Let's go get Nathan Junior. And but it's amazing because he's he's saying you were right. I'm a terrible person. He's, he's, he's loading guns. He's, he's he loads a pistol and then he, he puts it in his belt. He walks off screen. Comes back with another pistol. Goes off screen. Comes back. He gets three pistols and one shotgun in this long pitch about how he's you were right. I was wrong. It's 
you're, I was irresponsible. Right. You're right. Yeah. Let's go get him. Got Let's go shotgun. get. Let's go get Nathan Junior. And um, which he so, never used. By the way, <laughs> I know he didn't. Fucking bastard. He, oh, he you're barely right. shot a gun. He shot one. We'll he shot one gun. But anyways, so he they're on a they're on a rampage to go save the baby. Meanwhile, the brothers have the baby. They've left him twice now. They robbed from a uh, gas station and then left him there on accident. Yes. And, and they they put him on the roof of the car like you do with a coffee cup. Yep. Drove off. Yep. And forgot to put him in the car. So yep. therefore, he's laying in the middle of the fucking road. So then they go and they decide they're robbing this bank and they want the baby with them. So they bring a baby in to rob this bank. And the logic behind it is brilliant because <laughs> the brothers are out there and they say, well, what are we going to do with him? And the one brother, uh, what are their names again? John is Gail. John is Gail. John Goodwin is Evel Gail. is like, well, what are we going to do with him? And John's like, well, we'll just leave him in here. He's like, well, what if we go in there and we die? You'll be out here hours before anyone notices. And it's like, it's like, it's actually logical. But yeah, then like they take the baby inside <laughs> so with cut guns. To, and you- cut to them holding bags like potato sacks, trench coats, shotguns, and a baby yeah. in a baby high chair. Like, Which, not a high chair, but let's. I'm going to get sidetracked again. But no, it's okay. Just towards the, the, end. the pure... All right. Being a person that works on set a lot, I've, I've had my fair oh. share of working around children, especially toddlers. I forgot. First off, there's laws. There's all these things that they can barely be on set for more than like it's six eight, hours it's, or eight it's hours. It's eight hours max. And then yeah. when they are on set, they're so hard to manage and get... And I mean, wrangle. Usually, they're really hard to get any good content whatsoever out of, let alone amazing content. Every single shot of children in this is brilliant, especially in the scene I was talking about mostly is the one earlier when there's five babies in the crib yeah. and Nicholas is running around all of them. They're all happy. They're all smiling. They're all having the greatest time and in their life. And they're animated infants. Oh, my and God. And not only that, not only are they not animated infants. actually but animated. They, what do you mean? No, I mean like their facial expressions yes. are very animated. Yeah. Um, but not only that, I didn't really notice this until this time around. Um especially because working as a talent agent and then thinking about casting. Like, I don't work in casting, but I'm aware of that. To cast five infants who look like oh they could God. be quintuplets, and they do, they and they're all do. good at acting as babies. And then also you pointed out the scene where the kids are being chaotic, which is, like, almost maybe easier because they're supposed to not behave. Yeah, yep. But, but they even still then, did. They still did well. <laughs> they did it well, yeah. and they're dirty, and they're being chaotic, and they're funny. Oh, my God. Like, but yeah, then the, when they go into this bank with a baby, the baby's just smiling, having the time of his life. It's like they 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 did such a good job with that. Well, because there's even a scene during the whole like not the 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 like Huggies heist, if you will, when Holly Hunter's character Ed is driving through gates. Oh yeah, and the baby is sitting the in the covering, car, and it's yeah. like looking up through its hoodie. And then it's like about to see that they're about to barrel through a fucking fence, and the baby grabs his hoodie and covers his face again. Like, it's amazing. How do you get a fucking infant? Like, and this is a baby. He's not a toddler. Like, that is an infant. Now, real quick, little fun trivia that could be completely false, but I read it online, so it's mm-hmm. probably true. Yes. Because everything there is. Uh, <laughs> I guess there's a bunch. They went through a bunch of kids over the course of shooting this. It was only like four weeks they shot this movie. It was something ridiculous. What? Yeah. But uh, across the the time of this shooting, there was like X amount of kids that played these roles, and one of the stage moms, one of the, the the babies, they ended up having to fire because the baby learned to walk, and all of a sudden it was like a walking baby. They're like, "Well, the babies aren't supposed to walk." Apparently, that mom before they they learned the baby was walking, she like put his shoes on backwards so he couldn't walk. You know, like kind of 
Hollywood sadistic that is to make your baby. She's like, we're making like, money. Yeah, I need we're this making money off this filled. child. Oh, so I'm gonna God. make sure he doesn't know how to walk. <laughs> it's, it's that's hilarious. Out. If it's true, that's really messed up. But they up. use the same baby the whole time as Nathan Jr. I think so. Yeah, that but I, I think like it was other baby. babies that they were. The, Maybe it was the crib babies that they were talking about yeah. that they end up having to fire one because it could walk. Right. No, but no, anyways, no, so robbery happens. So robbery happens. They leave the baby. Leave the baby. They, uh, yeah, they, they leave the baby again. The blue money goes off. Or not the blue money, the explosive that they put in with, you know, robbers. Ink pack. The ink pack, thank yep. you. Goes off. And when this happens, they almost crash into another car, slam on the brakes. It turns out to be Ed and High. Yep. They come in. They're like, where's the baby? They're like, I don't know. They take the fucking baby instructions, which is just the, um, it was like Dr. Scholl's. Not, yeah. No. <laughs> not Dr. Not Scholl's. Dr. Dr. Phil's guide to raising yeah. a child. And um, they find the baby. They get back. They find the baby outside of the, the bank. And that's when Leonard Small Lenny. shows up. And so there's this big showdown. The biker. The, the motorcyclist. Biker. That's when there's as they're rolling up to the bank. Oh, you're they're right. still like a hundred yards out, and then all of a sudden, explosion. One of his like nuclear bombs goes off for his no grenade. fucking reason. Yeah. It just a grenade explodes by the bank. I'm sure there was. I think it's just to insinuate that, that there was probably a bunny. It was a great choice. <laughs> it was excellent because all of a sudden, an explosion happened. And Nicholas sees it, and, and he, oh, he has a, and he has a specific um, audio bite and theme song as well. Yes, which is whatever. Something it's like this, like oh, like. <laughs> It's, it's really close. It was very close. <laughs> it's it's like this ridiculous, like very like operatic, scary, like Ooh! it is. Like, I, yeah. Um. Uh, but so he, but he grabs the baby before they can get to him. He grabs it and puts it conveniently into a rack for, on his motorcycle, and he drives <laughs> the baby around attached to the front it's of his fucking so motorcycle. Ridiculous. Mind you, while he then starts pulls out a shotgun and starts shooting at Nicolas Cage, blowing his entire windshield up. Ridiculous. Like the biggest shotgun gauge bullets I've ever seen. The whole windshield blows out. It's obnoxious. He shoots out the back windshield and then he drives up. This this moment's brilliant. He drives up, he throws a grenade in the car, and then this is another cinematography slash the theme song moment you were just talking about. So he throws a grenade in the car. Ed and uh, High notice that there's there's the grenade. Then they do this crazy, Oh, that's a beautiful shot. This jib shot, it starts it's like way up above the car, yeah. and it comes plummeting down towards the car. And right before it gets to the bottom of the car, the doors fling open, and High and Ed dive out of the car. And then we cut to High as he's running away from the car, and it plays that soundtrack, that like operatic, like, oh! And then it blows up. Yeah. Oh god, I hit the thing. It's and then the, the car explodes like a, a mini nuclear bomb. It's great. Yeah. And then that, and then there's yell. just like a really adorable comedic um well, she grabs the baby like out of the chair on the bike and meanwhile hides like yep. shooting at him oh, yeah. and like trying to, you know, whatever, like get get him to protect because Ed's like bent down, and as soon as she bends down. Leonard Small's got two daggers up in his hands, and he shoots him in the hand. So one of them's like, oh. the only time Nicholas Cage uses a real bullet. And as soon as he shoots him, like his hand sets on fire. Catches on fire. No, I know. Because it's like the friction of the bullet <laughs> causes fire. And so then, um, that was the only bullet Nick shot. I know. And but then he tries to shoot again, but Leonard Smalls throws the dagger at his hand and knocks the oh, gun out right. of his hand. He's like, ah. And so as Ed is running with the baby in her arms, she's running through the bank. And he's chasing her again, another kind of POV, or like it's actually like a, like right aside the wheel, so oh, you yeah. can see the wheel. Yep. Um, the shot of him barreling after her through the bank. He drives his motorcycle 
through the bank, through the people that are yeah, laying people down are in the bank because like, the place got robbed. People are just like diving out of the way. And then um, as he's like chasing them through an alley of the bank, he comes around like she cuts around a corner and then he's knocked off because Nick Cage is standing there with plywood, like a two by four, like two by four and he knocks him off. And so then we cut to like a great fight sequence between oh the two of them God. and it's mostly nick just going like uh, uh. the whole <laughs> like, time he's uh. making these like sex sounds then he's like kind of like throwing up like <laughs> oh, yeah, he's gagging like, he's like so overwhelmed he's like gagging and it's Lenny so pulls out like a, i don't even know what that weapon would be but it's like a whip it might even just it's, be no a whip. it's like it's like a not like a mace but um like a mate like a but it was like on a really skinny chain it, it was, a skinny it was one, like those like whip pads you know what i mean yeah it was like it was essentially like a ball sack no it was like what? <laughs> it was like a hacky sack at the end of yeah. a chain yep that he just like the moment he whips it out nick cage like gags and then he, as he's walking <laughs> forward he's like whoa, whoa. And, <laughs> and it's funny because there's something that nick does throughout this movie when he's distressed which is that he winks one eye yeah so it's like he's like, like i wish you could see the face i'm doing but you can't but um i saw it so they thank I you felt it. so he's like you know he's like trying to crawl away leonard's like squeezing the shit out of him and essentially he's like trying to grab at the him or whatever thematic Just, moment of the film happens which i still know what it means and i want to know what it means what do you mean when he pulls his vest back and he has the same tattoo oh yeah they just look at each other because they both have the same they exact tattoo nick- which is like it's not the roadrunner it's a it's a robin he's a it's like a cartoon red robin it's like woody the woodpecker is it woody the woodpecker i'm gonna find it brain's gonna find it and i'm gonna stretch my knee out i feel really bad for uh, the people who like Asia better than me because I also like Asia better than me. <laughs> and and I know it's always a thing that's like I kind of talk a little bit more than she does because I have a compulsive need to talk and she actually enjoys responding to me instead of leading the conversation. Like she's told me that. Um, even though she does a good job with it. Yeah. But I feel bad that this is primarily going to be me being annoying <laughs> and a different person than Asia. Outstanding. Well, I stumbled across this little tidbit, which I'm sure you guys would appreciate. It's just a fun Nicolas Cage fact. I've heard it. Apparently, Sam McMurray and Nicolas Cage went out to eat at a <laughs> diner at one point. Who's Sam McMurray? I don't know. Someone in the film, I guess. Is it Leonard's mom? Maybe. Mm-hmm. But they went out to eat at a diner, and an excited female fan came over, and she couldn't decide if it was really Nick Cage because it didn't look like him. Okay. And finally, after like it, it took a while, but they convinced her that it was him, and she asked him for an autograph, and... Cage wrote on a cocktail napkin, tomorrow you will die, Nick Cage. <laughs> what? That's what this says. God, this, once is, again, this, like, is, this is why we're here. This, this is, is why we love him. This is online, but where is that? I remember seeing it. Tomorrow you will die? Yep. I hope she did. Damn it. We're just quiet after that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking for this. I think it's Woody. I feel oh, like here it's we Woody go. The, the cigar smoking bird tattoo was originally the logo of Clay Smith Cams in 1950s. A company making high-performance engine parts. The logo with the trademark clenched cigar represents Smith himself and is known as Mr. Horsepower. Smith closed the business. I don't fucking know. Uh, they say it's a cigar-smoking bird tattoo. Okay. Oh, it wasn't four weeks. It was ten weeks, by the way. Hmm. Oh. Uh, well. I mean, anyway. that's still... That's st- it's still really... I mean, it's still fast. That's For features, yeah. it? How long, how long do you usually, when you work on features, Oh, God. It depends on the budget. The feature could go anywhere from the lowest of the low, like a month, all the way up to like eight months. You know what I mean? So oh, ten weeks for pro- like? for production itself is eight months. Yes, I mean be? like I think that's like a Christopher Nolan film. You know, it's like right. when you're dealing with crazy stunts and shit. Oh okay. Um, but I mean, but this I've had heard... like a decent amount of stunts. They did a yeah, hella shitty. U-turns. It was a lot more in- indie stuff though. So this, yeah, I mean, true. ten weeks actually seems like it's still was quick. 
but it's I mean, I it's guess wild. the most crazy shit they dealt with was all those explosives. Yes. <laughs> even those aren't even that hard though. So like the the stunts, which you know, it was just cars turning around. No car ever crashed. I do have to okay, at one point during their fight sequence in the trailer, I am pretty positive I almost rewound it. I don't know why I didn't, but I'm pretty positive that when he flips John Goodman off his back, I'm pretty sure we saw a stunt double's face. Oh really? I was like, that doesn't look like I would John be surprised. Goodman. Yeah. yeah. All right. Where were we though? No, so the biker, yeah, then they have the their baby. they have their fight. They have their fight. And the, it, oh, the tattoo. We don't know what it means. It means right. they both have the same fucking it's just, tattoo. It's just funny because they have the same tattoo. Because literally, Leonard Smalls is lifting Nick Cage up and squeezing his body. Not his throat. Just his like body. he's just hugging him hugging really him. tight. Yep. It's kind of like in, you know, in Split, where he's like, yeah, I'm just going yeah. to crush you. <laughs> and oh, James McAvoy. Anyway, <laughs> that's another idol of mine. But Nick's better. Nick's clawing at him. Clawing he's clawing at him. At him Finally, he, he gets pushed off. He gets pushed off. He gets thrown off. Or he gets punched off and like yep. some shit. And Nick is like, beat the shit up. And he raises his hand. He goes, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And on his hand is one of the grenade pins. Yep. Like multiple. I think it's like two or three. It was just the one. He had it on his middle finger. I've seen this movie a lot. Right. I promise you. All right. But it but it doesn't matter. It just takes one. Yep. It just takes one. So he goes, I'm sorry. And he's got the grenade pin that he had pulled. So Leonard Small's like, oh, fuck. And he's like trying to like drop his that guns. Is so funny. And it's so well done. They pace it out to like, you think like right after he says, I'm sorry that he would just blow up. But then it's like really quiet and awkward. And then he starts like panicking, like grabbing but at his vest. Trying, no, he's trying to, he's trying to drop his guns, but his fingers are stuck in the triggers. Yeah. So he's trying to like drop his guns. And it's just really funny. He keeps cutting between him and Nick Cage, like running. And then, and the then he's still, and then he, by the time he gets to his jacket, he goes, oh, fuck. And then this man explodes. So the movie just ends with them returning the baby afterwards. Yep. And they're like, I'm sorry we stole this baby. They crawl in through the window. Nathan Arizona's like, what the fuck are you doing in here? He's got a gun on him. He's got this long-ass gun on him. He puts the gun down oh, in the baby's fucking Once he feels crib. like the situation is diffused, he like goes up to say hello to his returned baby. And he's like, oh. And he sets the gun down in the crib next to the rest <laughs> of the babies and picks it well, up. Well, there actually wasn't any babies in there. But the fact that you're putting a loaded gun But he into... leaves the gun in there. when like There is times where the baby's in there with the gun. Right. It's amazing. And he's also like pointing it pointing at the Pointing it baby. at the child. He puts his hands up on the, like, the side of the crib and the gun's just in the, the face of the baby. It's too much. <laughs> and then, um, you know, they kind of explain that he was like, you were the one who stole him. And they're like, yeah, sorry. Like, we fucked up. We can't have babies. We're sad. And yep. so they return the baby and then the movie ends with another one of um, Nick's beautiful dreams, beautiful dreams. And this one is that same like yep. the theme song because it's either his nightmares, which is that guy's theme, which yep. is the, the oh! yeah, yep. or it's the the pretty, which is I don't know what that song is because that is a song because she was singing it but to I the baby. Was, I think it was written for this. I feel like no, because there's a, there's a song that's like. Father's in at his cabin oh, really? door, yeah. oh, huh. watching his teardrum die. It's like something garden. I don't know. Hmm. I can't remember. Uh, maybe it is written for this. I don't know. But um, so he he dreams about Nathan Jr.'s life and how yeah. like they gave him you know um, one hell of a football player. A, yeah, they give him <laughs> a football when he's a kid, which is interesting because they had in the dream sequence like it's a red football and they're all opening red presents. Yeah, and that made me think of. Did you watch Hunting in Hill House? Yes. So Mike Flanagan. Yeah. He Excellent. in the Haunting of Hill House in all the dream sequences, 
they use the the color red to know that it's dream because mm. of the red room. So it was oh, interesting right. okay. that in this dream sequence, there was like the color of red. Mm. And so I was kind of like, oh, I kind of wish I had gone back and paid attention to the other dream sequences yeah. to see if maybe red was a prominent color. Uh, in I, don't, that. I don't think it was. I don't think it was either, but it was interesting that it was prominent in that last dream. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so he... He gets they're they're just imagining him this that could all be growing cut out. Up. I didn't need that. Um, it's him growing up and him like getting a football and becoming a football star and all this stuff. But then he also sees them in the future, not their faces, but from behind, which I thought was an interesting character choice. Is it also um, could have just been they didn't have the budget for special effects. No, because they did it with him as a child too. Like when he opens the present, you never see his face. Which is also could have been <laughs> a budget thing. You never know. True. No, true. But, they, they, but they, I thought they it was interesting. So. I thought it was interesting that it was because it was a dream. You don't really see. True. Yeah. The face. But we got to see the rest of their essentially their their family. Family, and you know they and, eventually do have kids, and then their kids have kids. Yeah, and, and he's like, I imagined yeah. like a grandmother and grandfather like with his, their grandkids, and yeah. you know, and he's like in a place like Arizona, and it's it's just as lovely or whatever, and he goes, I don't know, maybe it was Utah, and that's how <laughs> and it that's ends. That's the end of the film. <laughs> So no line to go out like that. That was it. Maybe we're it at, was Utah. We're at an hour and fifteen minutes. I can't wait for Asia to get to this. Hey Asia, what's up? <laughs> it's okay. We can have a long episode because I told her that I was like, once we start doing episodes with people, they're yep. gonna be a lot longer. Yep. And because this is an episode that like I wanted to talk about yes. this film. Yeah, the last of the other ones I kind of just want to get Amazing. Through. If you haven't seen it, you have to go watch it because this film is outstanding. And that means something from Brayden because, like, I say that all the time because I've been raised on this film. Yep. But and I've never is, seen it before. Not only was this movie what made me obsessed with Nick Cage, but it's what made me fall in love with the Coen brothers. Yeah, that's fair. And, and I saw Fargo at a young age, too, so I had probably seen him at the same time. I know Fargo's, like, 10, year, 10 years later yep. or, like, a little less than that. But, um... I speak very highly of this film. And so for someone who just literally saw it and yep. still is like, this is great. Because like halfway through the movie, we paused and I was like, Brendan, are you enjoying it? He goes, I love this movie. It's, it's so good. so good. So I, I'm I real hesitant to like any movie Nicolas Cage is in. So I was, it's true. I was really surprised at the Coen brothers. I mean, this was in Nick Cage was like really prominent. Like this is the beginning of his career. So I get why yeah. they worked with him. But it's like I still find him hard to watch most of the time. He is hard to watch. But this character, I this think. This character is great. I didn't even realize it was Nick Cage because they the directors did such a good job of containing him and making him a character. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Nick Cage playing a character. It was mm-hmm. a character being played by Nick Cage. You know that what I mean? you barely noticed. Yeah. And I think that's why I liked Nick Cage so much as a kid is because this is what I thought Nick Cage was. Right. Which is rare. Yeah. It happens, but it's rare. I had like this and Gone in 60 Seconds God. and like maybe National Treasure. I love that movie. <laughs> that <laughs> movie Gone was in 60 my childhood. Yes. Oh, yeah. I have it on VHS. I wore it thin. Yeah. Yep. Vincenzo. Well. What's his brother's name? I don't fucking remember. The one in from Decades. A- That's AV why I really wanted to watch it, but someone else. I know, our producer has to do that. That's episode. fair. That seems fair enough. You guys, you will. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Sorry, uh, Asia wasn't here for most of it. Yep, um, she's she's here though. In spirit, in spirit, always. Even though she's gone forever. Inspiration. Yeah, <laughs> she's dead. Um, R.I.P. Sorry, Tim. Asia's dad. This is how you found out. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted it to be symbolic. This is the way she would have wanted it <laughs> through the podcast. Through the podcast. Um. But thank you so much for joining me today yes. and watching the movie. It was an absolute pleasure. I'm glad you had fun, and I'm glad you picked up on shit that I wouldn't have seen. I love this stuff. I love digging into movies, like especially like this. It's The Coen Brothers put a lot in there to 
What's the word I look for? Download, decompress, whatever fucking <laughs> adjective, verb you want to use. It's a great goddamn movie. Go watch it's it. It's good. It's really good. Folks. It's 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 really funny too. Yeah. Um the physical comedy alone, as long as like just any physical beat within this film is just well, oh, so this is something that Asia and I do uh mm-hmm. every time is we rate the freak out moment, which is the this is why we're here moment. Mm. As well as the film itself. Okay. So do we agree that the freak out moment is the fight that he has with John Good John Goodman and then screams? Yes. I think absolutely. so. Absolutely. But what, what, what's what your rating you rate it? out of what? What is it? Um, it's 10? out of 10. Yeah. I, co- but this is in comparison to other freak out moments, right? I mean, I try and it's it's hard not to get like I try not to get too um, ahead of myself. Sure. Because I have to remind you myself know, that's early yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. But. I usually try and just rate it based on its own. Okay. I would. I still think, you know, the Coen brothers did such a good job containing him in this. I would give it something low, like a 3.4. Oh, that's the lowest rating we've ever gotten. I don't, it's not that big of a moment. You know, it's like you, one scream in the entire film. I agree. So I think but, it's low. I mean, I agree. I, I agree as in I understand what you're saying. Sure. I'm going to disagree in my rating because up until this moment of the other films, like, this is the first time he's truly yelling at the top of his lungs. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. see, I didn't know that. And so, I haven't like, seen the other ones. Exactly. But I like it because he's screaming so loud that you see, like, the veins popping out of his That's neck. True. And it's literally just him yelling at nothing. That's true. And there was so no it's like the, the first hint that we get of really Nick. Mm. So, as much as I say I don't compare it to others, I kind of I have to take that yeah, into account. True. So, I would say that this one, for his freak out, just because there is a lot of yelling in this movie as well. Yeah. I I would probably give him like a 6.8. Whoa. All right. Um, all right. Fair enough. But the movie on the whole, I know I tried to give Birdie a 10 and Asia was like, whoa. And I gave it a 9.7 because that's like a fantastic film. Okay. It's just beautifully acted. I'm going to, I don't care. I'm giving this movie a 10. No because shit. Because it, it is one Bold of my choice, top Cotton. favorite movies. Yep. Wow. I think he did great. I think the acting for everyone is great. The comedy is on point. Yeah. I'm giving it a 10. All right. Oh, should I? No, I'm giving it a 10. Do I'm it. doing it. I'm yeah, saying commit. it. Um, you don't have to, obviously. Uh, I, I want to rate it really high because I love it. Uh, I would give it like a 8.3. It's yeah. really good. It's such a good movie. There, You know, every movie has its flaws, but I think this movie is fucking excellent. I'm very biased on this one. That's True. why I'm giving it 10. Truly. This biased. is like truly my... My childhood. Like, I tried yeah. to show it to one of my friends, and he did not like it. And this is someone who we are pretty much on board with everything. Yeah. And I showed it to him, and he didn't like it. And it, like, offended me Ruined personally. your friendship. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen him in, <laughs> Everyone like, four- has those. I haven't seen him in, like, three months. <laughs> I've felt that way. You get so attached to something, and you show someone else, they don't appreciate it. How dared they? I know. I was like, I get it. Like, Nick's annoying, but this is, like, a perfect way to take yourself out of Nick Cage. Yeah. But, um... Okay, great. So Anyways, it's also, been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. It's been great. So I also wanted to mention that next week we're going to be doing, because somebody suggested to me that we you know, start warning you guys of which movies we're doing so you get an opportunity to watch them beforehand. Nice. Um, so next week, Katie Crawford, another friend of ours, is coming down from uh, Oakland area to do Moonstruck with us. So we're doing Moonstruck with Sharon Nicholas Cage next week. And you can visit our Instagram, our Ginsta, if you will. Nice. Uh, it's gone in Nixty Seconds, N I C S T Y. And then we have a Twitter that Asia's going to start actually posting on because I suck at it and I don't want to. Excellent. Um, and that's Gins Pod. 
gins as in the alcohol that Nick drinks in every movie, and then pod as in podcast or podrick. Um, Beautiful. And then if you want to email us anything, it's uh, hate mail, preferably. No, I hear everyone, that you guys love that. <laughs> Asia really wants it, and I'm like so. Have fucking, you gotten any yet? No. Damn it! I keep getting shit from my brother. Some. That's like, can I propose to Asia? <laughs> um, I'm gonna send some hate mail. He's gonna be on an episode too. So. Um, and that's gone in nixie seconds at gmail.com. Again, Braden Barton, do you have like an Instagram? You I wanna... do. Yeah, sure. At Braden Barton <laughs> is my name. B R A D E N B A R T O N. Yep. And I also have a Twitter. But I am I was real late to the game on that that whole field, so I don't have very many followers. But Twitter's a blast. What's your twi- what's your Twitter handle? I don't handle? fucking remember. Okay. So follow me on Instagram. That's where you'll find and me. And you'll also hear uh, Braden again on our show. We're going to do Deadfall. Yes, we are. Which and is I will be, be back. And next time, Asia will actually be here yes. in spirit because she's dead, folks. <laughs> <laughs> she so, no longer lives. So, you know, it is what it is. So if anyone wants to help um, pay her portion of the rent, that would be great. Please. So that's it. Love you. I love you. Oh, skirt, skirt. oh! You were talking to them. I was, I was talking, talking to the to audience. I was talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Okay, man. Bye, Felicia. That might be cool. Dot com. You never know.